When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Are you a rat? <laughs> Are you a rat? Yeah, we got a rat in our midst. There's a... Call me Mark Wahlberg because there is a rat. I got this rat, this annoying, cheating fucking rat. And it brings up questions. <laughs> also, uh, somebody sus. Oh, real sus. Somebody's real sus, gang. Apparently, that's what the kids say. It's from Among Us. We're really hip to what the kids say these days because our kids say it. The Utes. <laughs> the Utes. So um, I'm going to make a bold claim that we can discuss as the uh, as our episode unfolds. Bold. bold. Oh, this is Hannah Brown bold. This was a nearly perfect episode of The Bachelorette. Uh, I disagree. Okay. Yeah. I, that's I'm, why I like it. It's a bold claim. <laughs> I'm bored by the lack of sh- shenanigans. Not even the lack of shenanigans. Uh. I don't know. It just—it's almost too classic. That's I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Is this feels like it could it's have aired school. in 2010? Oh, for sure, it's yeah. an old school episode. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about, they've returned to the traditional format. I'm here, but for even it. just like a villain's gonna vill. I mean, but so here's my thing though: is Jamie and Peter are two great villains in that they're like fun to watch, but also Michelle susses them out mm-hmm. by the end of the episode and sends them home yeah. so they're not because we've talked about the show having a right. villain problem where they let the villain fester yes. and hang around run amok like linger for like four episodes too long yeah peter i i enjoyed peter's antics in this episode but that was enough yep that's it's good. like pineapple on a pizza <laughs> it's a little bit goes a long way oh, it's very loud yeah i'm really well i'm getting all worked up about okay. this whole situation <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, again, we've bitched enough about villains sticking around for too long. So I really appreciate that Michelle just cut them. Yeah, no. And that she is smart enough to figure out what's going on and also to not because other bachelorettes would be like, oh, I don't know, Jamie, we have such a strong connection. This is a red flag. I'll just have to work through it. And she's like, nope, see ya. Yeah. Go to detention. Right. You're done. Yeah, so I um I thought like this is like again it's like a prototypical bachelorette it episode. Is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Oh, uh, we've got some shout outs yeah. here, gang. So we've got a really nice sweet review from our friend 
Aim Dame. Your friend and mine, Aim Dame. I've got a picture of it here. Let me pull it up. Mostly my friend. Yeah, your friend. She says, here for these two. Well, now she's here for both of us. So mm. she's not just your friend. Now is she? She's my friend too. Five stars come for the Bachelor recap. Stay for all the witty banter between these two. Thank you so much. And she says that uh, she really loves the front-loaded prelude banter, which we didn't actually do that much. Maybe we'll um, get a little bit more rambly here because I got right to the meat of it right away. Sorry, Aim Dame. Not enough back and forth before we got into things. But yeah, thanks. We appreciate the review. You got some shout-outs for us? Well, Aim Dame also sent us a Instagram message in which she said that Jamie is a real Terry Gross. I got what you mean. <laughs> That is a great replacement for the C word. It's like... Uh, what a Terry Gross. It's like that How I Met Your Mother where they use the word Grinch, or I'm going to make a Friends reference, where they use the snap, snapping the fist together to replace the flip off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're real, being a real Terry Gross right now. We also got an Instagram message from Allie who sent a picture of Juliet... With her big-ass boobs coming out of her dress. What and is we, it? That Romeo and Juliet picture. Oh, right. She right. said that in yeah. her humble opinion, that movie is definitely PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> It'll always be PG in my heart. Yeah, you, you did. You forwarded me that uh, picture. I needed a couple minutes to compose yeah, myself. To collect himself. A little hot under the... Co- yeah, yeah, some steam came out of my ears. All right. Well, um... Aim Dame is really going above and beyond, but I always appreciate the boob pick. Who sent that? Allie? Allie. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, Allie. I appreciate that. I mean, ninth grade Ryan thanks you too for that. It really takes me back. Did you, our friend Jody, you heard this story. She showed um, Shakespeare in Love in her class. Do you that, remember this? No. Nathaniel's wife, Jody. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, a I know, kid. I know who Jody well, is. I didn't know. I didn't know. You looked at me like you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> You looked at me with confusion. I know Jody. <laughs> and uh, like a kid in her class, like at ninth grade, was like taking pictures on his phone oh, of Gwyneth God. Paltrow naked. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Which also Jody showing a nude scene in a high school class. In I never the, really thought about it until right Midwest now. Yeah. Too. In Indiana. Yeah. Hooey. Yeah. All right. I got nothing. Okay. Jump. Or, well, are we shouting out a city? Oh, we are shouting out a city. Yes, we are. That's very important. Um, so let's get to that. All right. Give me a number between uh, 800 and 900. 850. Okay. Right smack dab in the middle. Not falling ahead. Not getting behind. <laughs> unknown, it says. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 851. Unknown, also Unknown. It, both of these are in Sweden. It does not know Ooh, how to process Sweden. That's impressive. All right, I'm going to go with the next known city, which is Heron Groningen, the Netherlands. Oh, Deutschland. No. <laughs> oh, Amsterdam. <laughs> they, uh, those listeners are probably high as fuck right now. <laughs> Having all sorts of legal prostitution. <laughs> Got a legal prostitute on each arm and uh, smoking a bunch of dope. All right. Yeah, let's get into into it. it? All right. The guys uh, are kind of 
Recapping from last week, and as you might gather, there is a rat in the midst. Are you a rat? You a dirty rat? Are you a cop? I would say there's such a rat in the house. I'm not the rat. That they should have panned up at the end of the episode to show a rat on that staircase. Eating a little piece of cheese. (laughs) I mean, if... Ratatouille style. If Scorsese had directed this bad boy, that's what would have happened at the end of this episode. That's the kind of subtle symbolism (laughs) you can expect. From an acclaimed director. I wonder what he's trying to say with this symbolic Hmm. metaphor. It's hard to say. Save the metaphors for later in this episode. (laughs) For the poetry slam. All right. We got a group date card. Going on this group date are Martin, LT, Olu, Clayton, Nate, Joe, Rick, Will, and Peter. I want a man who isn't afraid of the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. No. Yeah, so um, first of all, Caitlin again pulls a date card from her pants. Correct. (laughs) And Peter says, Top Gun will... Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll go ahead and do the quote. It's a Top Gun theme date if you, like any red-blooded American, couldn't figure that out. Um, Well, I did think it was funny because a few of them were like, it could be anything. Right. No, it's Mm -hmm. definitely a Top Gun date. Especially since there's definitely going to be product placement for that new Top Gun movie. (laughs) Um, But Peter says, Top Gun is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it's the volleyball scene. The playing with the boys scene, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) What a life simple choice, playing with the boys. Which is not how that song goes. Yeah, is that a really bad version of it? Yes, it's a really bad version, but it's also (laughs) a really bad song. Uh, It took me a while to remember to figure out who Peter kind of reminds me. Oh, okay. And what was that Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie where he's addicted to porn? Oh, Don Don John. Yeah, Don. Is it Don John? I think it's Don John. Yeah. That's who he reminds me of. Oh, yeah. Like that character. Yeah. Yeah. That's very Scarlett Johansson is dry humping him in the hallway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tony Danza is his dad. Uh, yeah. Peter is terrible. Yeah. He is terrible. Awful. Did you know that Tony Danza, you know this, Tony Danza can only be named Tony in movies and shows because he won't respond to any other name. I like if he that. played a character named Al and you're like, hey, Al, he just like wouldn't. He's got name wouldn't blindness. Respond. No, my name's Tony. (laughs) Angela. Who's Al? Al? (laughs) Samantha. (laughs) Jonathan. But yeah, you're right. Peter is sort of that type of character. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could tell that he would for sure have sex like that character did. Absolutely. And also that he might masturbate to pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Show me that Domino's commercial. (laughs) Show me the mushrooms on that slice. <laughs> nice sausage. <laughs> what you got? You got some uh, cheese stuffed crust. <laughs> I'll stuff that crust with my cheese. He's just watching slow motion videos of that mozzarella <laughs> squirting out of the crust. He definitely has a pizza fetish. You can tell. <laughs> uh, all right. They are at an airfield mm-hmm. because it is, in fact, a Top Gun day. Yes, as any human could have predicted. <laughs> 
Um, two stars from the new release of Top Gun are there. I didn't write their names. Down. I was there, named Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell. I think we are using the term stars very loosely here. <laughs> I mean, I know that Tom Cruise isn't going to come on The Bachelorette, but we're not going to get Eric Christian Olsen on The Bachelorette. <laughs> what are you expecting? He's not in the new Top Gun. Movie, are you out is of he? your mind? I mean, yeah. probably. I feel like he's in everything. He's in everything. Like, yep. 20th billing yeah like well he that's when he was promising our professor tickets to the pearl harbor premiere and it's like dude how many tickets did they give you Mm -hmm. that you can offer them to this random ass professor seem a little little jealous i wanted one of those tickets (laughs) i can tell conversely i wanted to offer this professor one of those (laughs) tickets because he really seemed excited about it oh all right um they peter first of all is losing his mind yes top gun he says i'm so hyped right now (laughs) he's as hyped as if he saw like a really hot piece of pizza just coming out of the oven well speaking of pizza they all get call signs and peter's is doughboy all right so here's a question that i wanted to ask you sure what would your call sign be I don't know. I don't really get how they work. It's just like a nickname. Yeah, it's like a nickname. So, I mean, uh, Martin was frosty because he's got the frosted tips. Yeah. Willie was either Lil or Little Willie, depending on who was saying it Everybody at what time. Everybody was saying Little Willie. Oh, okay. I thought some people said Lil Willie Lil at first. Wi- yeah. Like Lil Wayne? Yeah. No, it was okay. Little Willie. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, Olu does not like... Apparently, Doughboy is a gangster name back where he's from, and Peter does not fit the mold of a Doughboy. What would yours be? Maybe uh, it's got to be something nerdy. And yeah, like pro- something to do with Professor, retcom. yeah. The ret- Professor? Yeah, the- oh, yeah, I'll take it, yeah. yeah. Hey, Professor, get in the airplane. <laughs> professor, they're on your six. We need you oh, to Oh, the Professor was plane. shot down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Over enemy territory. <laughs> yeah, I am not going to we make it ask, if I'm held captive. We should ask our friend Dave, who is a oh, real, yeah. real life Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Pi- pilot. Yeah. Who also at one point listened to our podcast, yes. but I'm pretty sure not anymore. At one point was on the podcast. In like diehard listeners will recall that he yes. was one of our guests. Yes. In like an old episode that you probably can't even get anymore. Right. That's whoever listened through this twice in a row recently probably listened to that one. Guys, and was like, who is this? Give us a shout out if you heard that episode <laughs> with our like terrible. That was when we used like a one mic system. When we both had to lean in. Uh, we've grown so oh, much. That was so terrible. Oh, and we had to have our faces real close Ooh. together. Ooh, and my beard. Beard was probably as sweaty as whose beard was sweaty in Martin. this episode. Martin's Martin beard, was yes. Ooh, or he had that beard glitter, like you said. Uh, yeah. So, professor for me, I think for you, I mean, poet is an obvious one. Psh, no. Yeah. Why not? Nah. The poet, the poetess. What about tall girl? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, Terry Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, They do a push-up competition. They have to do some high knees. So I was very disappointed that they did not say how many push-ups the winner of the push-up contest. Do you remember we had a push-up contest with your family? Yep. That one time. That's the kind of thing we do, hanging out with uh, Anna's family. We've had plank competitions. We We do a Thanksgiving 5K. So when you see that meme that's like, what if you fall in love with someone and you realize that their family runs 5Ks on holidays... That's me. That's me. Except yeah. my family doesn't really like to do it. <laughs> You're the one who sort of forces everybody I push into it. it. Yeah, I push yeah. for it. I do. Yeah. 
Um, but I would like to know how many push-ups the top guy did because I imagine it's way more than I could do. I'd like to double it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Double it. Um, yeah, we don't get told that, but we do get to see Martin pull Michelle aside to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest, my note in this said that's a good move, but he, dang, he is not cute. Uh, Martin grew on me in this episode, and I believe he's going to grow on me even more in next week's. Okay, yeah, I didn't see the preview because I was setting up the mics. I we watched just it. watched this he, game. He looks... So we both were comparing him to like a O-Town band member. Yeah, he looks like a reject band, like boy band member. I Kenny like manages he, him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like he would be really cute if he changed his hair. Yes, I feel like that is a huge market. I don't know who told him <laughs> that that was a good idea. But whoever it is uh, really led him astray. Because, yeah, yeah, he's not inherently bad looking. No. But um, the hair is. Yeah, the hair is real, really working it hits against him. a little him. different. So, uh, Will, I have to say, um, is labeled as an academic interventionist. That's his job. Uh, and later. Can you come and help us? <laughs> right. Well? Can you intervene at our university? We, we could use intervention. some intervention. <laughs> well, and somebody else, maybe it was Malik was a um, academic advisor. There's a lot of... Uh, Nerds. <laughs> right. A lot of academics on hey, this season. Hey, academic advisors, why don't y'all do your job? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's getting farmed out to us, and I don't appreciate it. That might be just at our institution. Right. Well, uh, the problem is they are also doing way more... Ev- of course. Yes, than they have Everybody to. Everybody yeah. is, except Everybody's... for university presidents. <laughs> like to get one of those on this show <laughs> one of those jobs how do you get them <laughs> university president jobs no i don't want that job i just uh oh you want an actual university president as a guest sure yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so the gentlemen have to go in a g-force simulator same <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you in a G-Force simulator. Uh, this date is my nightmare yes. because I have really, really bad motion sickness. Yeah, gang, I went fishing with Anna's family Ooh, this summer off the coast of North Carolina, and I got so fucking seasick. Also, like, third time that that's happened. Yeah. So why are you Somebody still trying doesn't, to do it? Somebody didn't learn his lesson. Right. Um, yeah, no, and I just was, like, in the fetal position on the boat for, like, three hours. It was terrible. To yeah. be fair, I shouldn't criticize because I also know that I get motion sickness and I t- did that like ride at the fair this summer and I almost got sick yeah and I like I thought that ride would be so easy I mean ooh. it was like the swings that went yeah. around in a circle ooh, yeah. yeah ooh they'll get you I, if I had been on there for about two three more minutes yeah it would have been that would have yeah, been it that yeah been it. Ooh, that would have been it for you so yeah they put the guys in the g-force simulator and while they are in the simulator they have to yell out the in terms of endearment uh, profess their love to to michelle Michelle how they feel yes and so all the gentlemen do this uh to varying degrees peter yells out in italian while he's in there okay in the exorcist I know we always play the Your Mother Sucks Cock in Hell, mm, Let's play it again. <laughs> yeah. Your Mother Sucks Cocks in Hell, Paris. Isn't there also a, a part where the demons start speaking Italian? I imagine it would be Latin. Oh, Right? I mean, that's usually... That's for some reason, the devil is super into Latin. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because that's what the Catholic Church used. Because he you went know. to private school. <laughs> <laughs> he went to an all-boys school. But I feel like the Catholic Church is like Italian. Well, no, but it's all Latin. Like that's what they use. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> you speak Latin. 
Ecote absolvo. Well, uh, I thought it would—it made him sound like a demon. Oh, sure, yeah. Because they're like, "This is so sexy," and it's like, mm, "Yeah, really? he's just yelling out pizza pie, he's yeah, lasagna, out, uh, stimulata, <laughs> Alora, Alora, Alora." You say it all the time, Alora. Hey, what are you doing, Alora? A mozzarella. <laughs> like freaking Jada De Laurentiis. You're gonna want to get some mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah. Um. What, you giving me a look? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, there was a little bit of an eyebrow raise over there. It's okay. just my Botox kicking in. Um, All right. And then... then okay, yeah, go ahead. Will gets in there and decides to speak Spanish. And yeah. And Pizza Peter is not he's, having that. He says, he's copying my fucking thing. Uh, yeah. Will also has talked a lot about how bad he gets motion sickness, uh-huh. so everybody's taking a little step back. Yeah, Michelle literally takes a step back because she. Th- I really thought they were setting us up for Will to barf all over. Oh, her. for sure. Because what didn't uh, Vanessa barf on that yeah. date? Yeah, yep, and yep. The, like the G Force no, no, no. simulator. Did, and then on a group date. Victoria P. Man, how much brain space am I using? Oh, I know. Think of what we could remember, like our children's birthdays. You know, we forgot. Imagine (laughs) what that would be like. Yeah. Uh, Victoria P. was the one that threw up on some... I think they did a... Because they went to space camp, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she threw up that and like... Whoever that bachelor was, I think it was Peter, like brings her water and she's oh, like, yeah. I've never had a guy that's be this right. nice to that's me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jesus. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Michelle, when Will gets off the thing, says, you need a bucket. And Will says, I need you. Great Boom. Line. What a great, great line. line. God, after being in the G, I couldn't come up with that standing on my own two feet. And Will busts that out. After being spun around in the G4 simulator, he earned that bomber jacket. He did, which yeah. he wins. Yes. He wins the date. Well, and they went, they so do we, some stick fighting. Yeah, they do some like American gladiator style stick fighting. And of course, Peter is saying like, I'm going to have to knock this guy down. And Will just like kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the guys with the biggest mouth. I actually, I don't have a big mouth and I would also get my ass kicked, but I know (laughs) that I would get my ass kicked, which is why I don't have a big mouth. Uh, Will wins the bomber jacket Mm -hmm. and wins the date and also gets to drive off in a vintage Top Gun car with Michelle. Yeah. Peter, meanwhile, says, I'm not a man who needs to knock someone down metaphorically and physically. I mean, he literally just threatened to do that like five minutes earlier on the show. But sure, Peter, tell yourself that. And I mean, that's what you're supposed to do on this date. So. Right. It's the exact thing. And I think I've made this point on the show before, but whenever someone says, I'm not a person who mm. yes, you fill are. in the blank, they are <laughs> always that kind of person every single time. <laughs> This is a bit of a non sequitur, but I'd just like to say that at this point in my notes, I also have the comment, Jesus Christ, why is Clayton's neck so thick? (laughs) It really is. His neck and his head are the same width. Please tell us that you also think that they're going to pull a switcheroo and that if Bachelor Nation complains enough about this Midwestern uggo being nominated the next Bachelor... 
sight unseen. Right. Like what? Totally the fuck? untested without any of why America's we, reaction why? to him. Why? 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 Even watching the, I mean, unless he like blows up later in the season, like he's a non-presence. Of course. I mean, other than having his big thick neck, because like crazy yeah. orangutan arms, <laughs> like his proportions are insane. Right. He's right. gonna crush the next contestant. <laughs> It's going to be a fantasy sweet accident waiting yeah, to happen. Yeah, for sure. Plus. Plus he seems stupid. Well, plus I was going to say, so my friend knows someone right. who knows someone a of a friend. who knows and him. And it's not Pappy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Pappy Thanks. also knows him. Pappy's too busy saving lives. Right, from COVID-19, oh, I'm saving people. But this guy is not, so he had time to do some recon. Yeah, he so here's him. the here's the dirt. And Guys, I, uh, I hate to even say something so slanderous. I'm going to get uh, Clayton's attorney calling me. Clayton but. is a Batman. <laughs> Clayton will if not you go know downtown. What we mean. Yeah, bachelors don't do that. Apparently, yeah. Uh, thick-necked gentleman. <laughs> I said I feel like that means that he should uh, be extra, willing. extra right, extra able to uh, give some attention down south. It's like freaking yeah. Gaston. Like. <laughs> no one's slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. No one's next as incredibly thick as. Gaston, for there's no man. It's roughly the size of a bar. Yeah, arms like prop yourself up. <laughs> camp out for hours. Right down there, just uh, yeah. Yeah, give the woman some attention. Apparently not. Also, I would like to know who this friend is. And why does this friend know that of all things? It's a great question. Why he would know this particular piece of information. Are they just talking about that? Is he a uh, well-known (laughs) anti-cunnilingus? He's the opposite of Uncle June (laughs) on The Sopranos. Who uh, gets uh, like harassed for doing that? You remember? I don't remember that. Yeah, Uncle June will go downtown. Who's Uncle June? Uncle June June was like Tony's uncle, and he like. The old guy? Yeah, the old guy. And then at the end, he gets so mad at the woman that he was pleasuring. Wait, Junior? Yeah, Uncle Uncle June, right? That's what happens, right? Who throws the pie in the woman's face at the end? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was him. Spoiler alert, Miki. (laughs) Uncle June goes downtown. This is what those other podcasters (laughs) were doing when we were like, God, this is so obnoxious. Um, okay. Anyway, that's the intel we have on Clayton. His neck is too thick and he does not go downtown. Yeah, no, uh, Uncle Junior is the one that right, uh, that did right. it. Yeah, I just, I wanted to make sure that, right. again, what would I be able to do with this brain space? Let's move on to the night portion okay. of the date, sounds shall good. we? Um, she says that Clayton makes her smile and laugh. Well, I hope so, because you're not getting much more from <laughs> Uh, Peter and Willie get in another fight, which I had forgotten that they were even the ones that were going at it last week. This has turned into a real grudge. Yes, a real uh, Waboom and Blake situation. (laughs) (laughs) Honka, honka, fart noise. (laughs) Oh, they get in another big fight and Peter says, see the checks I cash and then call me pizza boy. You hate my mouth because you wish you had it. (laughs) What does that even mean? He's so stupid. (laughs) Again, like this is, he's the perfect villain because he's like, 
so dumb and entertaining and terrible. Like yeah. he's totally irredeemable. He has no redeeming qualities that we see. Man. He's in there like you got a little pizza joint. He's like, I got three locations where I changed lives one slice at a time, oh motherfucker. <laughs> that should be his new business motto. <laughs> Changing lives one slice at a time. Motherfucker. Motherfuckers. <laughs> He also calls himself the big dog, yeah. to which Willie says, you're not the big dog. The big dog has the jacket, yo. <laughs> so then, again, Peter calls him a, calls Will a bully a bunch of times. Which is inaccurate. Obviously, Peter is the right. bully. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. And then later, Peter does a total bully move. We'll get to it, I guess, chronologically. We need to deal with Martin's yeah, dripping yeah. sweat Yeah, beard. we'll get back yeah. to Peter and, and this Okay, fight. yeah. Let's go to cut to Martin and Michelle. Having a wonderful time. Yeah, she says Martin is a mature man who knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of mature, it is not mature. What happens next? Peter puts on Will's jacket and uh, throws it in the pool. <laughs> that is a bully, Peter. That is what a bully there does. There was another... This is, I guess this is the episode where we kind of rehash all of our Bachelor memories there was another episode where something got thrown in the pool. Yeah. And now I can't even remember. What was it? What it Was it the gold shorts? Uh, something like that. Another iconic. What if there were like a Smithsonian, <laughs> but for the, the Bachelor, <laughs> that had like all it the most like famous. The chicken suits. Yeah, the chicken suits in it. The gold shorts are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what this bomber jacket's going to go in it. What else are we like going to put in there? Corinne could go as a piece of like art installation. Yes, and like covered in whipped nap, cream. Yeah. <laughs> eating cheesy pasta. Oh, right. Yeah, a bowl of cheesy pasta has got to be in there. Listeners, tell us what you would put in the bachelor smithsonian museum i like that let's have a date that circle like oh yeah like a planet hollywood style situation where they go and see like the classic uh like a a reject neil lane ring some rubble from the wall that colton jumped (laughs) (laughs) it's like the berlin wall (laughs) oh uh speaking of shout out to cassie who's pregnant oh i didn't see that that's nice okay well who's she who's she dating welcome to hell uh i don't know some dude oh, not, okay not colton sure yeah not colton some anymore. dude who hopefully is not gay yeah just well, for that's, her sake uh, sure right right for her sake yeah be gay but uh not uh not with cassie and, yeah in this situation yeah, no, I, I really like this Smithsonian idea. So, listeners, tell us what you would include mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. this in this famous museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with some <laughs> trained docents. The docents have to be trained. <laughs> have to watch. Oh, we can you know do what? it. We do it for free. I think a lot of docents actually do it for <laughs> yeah. free. I don't think they get paid very the much. Bucks. Yeah. Okay. So Peter throw and he's like, uh, "Will's going to get a taste of what it's like to be disrespected." What did Will do? Oh. I don't understand. The yeah. socks that Bennett got. Oh yes, yeah. and the emotional intelligence yeah. book. Yes, the those are really great. Filling up. I would go. How much would you pay? Five dollars. I would pay like fifteen bucks. I think mm, I would. Yeah. Yeah, and like I would pay fifteen ninety five, and then you would have a cafeteria that would serve like. Cheesy pasta, oh, yeah. scallop fingers, yeah, yeah. all kinds of uh, bachelor themed, <laughs> bachelor themed foods. Just a bunch of canisters of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> right, you could eat it off like a model of Riley's foot. <laughs> all right, um, yeah. Peter throws the jacket in the pool, 
And Will shows, I feel like, what a big guy he is. What a he's the bigger person. He's the big dog. Because he this is, is the so big dog. upset. He cries. I know. That and was he like, very emotional. For yeah. Because I get that. Because I am someone that cries when I get angry. Yeah. Like when your dad ate the last hot dog on hot dog day. And I cried. Yeah. Yep. When I was, I mean, we were together. We were not together. I was going to say I was in college. Yeah. But still, I was in college. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You you were still a grown woman. I was an adult. Yeah. (laughs) And we had a hot dog day at the beach, and everybody was supposed to get two, and my dad ate three, (laughs) (laughs) and I cried. That's uh, that's such a sweet story. That makes Mm, me sad. It's something. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to get that upset about a hot dog. Maybe it's not just the hot dog sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. He pulls off his microphone so, and yeah, walks he, away. Yeah. He gets very upset because yeah. he's like, it's not just about the jacket. Like that jacket symbolized my future with Michelle. Yeah. Like he's like, I earned that jacket. Yeah. And it's true. Meanwhile, not only has Peter thrown this jacket in the pool, but he's wearing a fucking sweater tied around his yeah, neck. Like he he's a li- villain. He's like the fucking villain in an eighties. I was gonna say the yeah. exact same oh my thing. God exact same thing yeah and rick says which is a good point i'm so tired of going on dates with Peter. yeah like of course yeah. everybody hates this right person. nobody and, likes this this guy who's trying to get all this attention and they're right because yeah. they're like if michelle finds out this is gonna ruin the date and you're gonna fuck all of us yeah no and i have to say everyone showed restraint by not going I, honestly that will didn't go to michelle because she would have been pissed oh of course and uh, would have likely sent peter home but nobody like reports it to Michelle, which uh, is impressive in its own way. Mm-hmm. Peter is also like like Will clearly showed that he can dominate Peter physically, right? Like, and so he's lucky that Peter didn't go or Will didn't go that route. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. All um, right. Meanwhile, while that's so, um, while uh, while that's happening. Michelle is like, today was an awesome reset. There just wasn't any She's drama like, there was at no all. Drama. Everybody was yep. having so much fun. And um, uh, Martin gets the date mm-hmm. rose yeah. and they dance Bridgerton style. Yes. To a classical music version of Take My Breath Away, which, by the way, guys, for those of you that are following along, reminds me of Younger because there's the Take My Breath Away. Oh, like, I thought it was moment. going to be a reference Brid- back to Top Gun. Oh, no. No, it's Younger. Okay, well, not the classic on, "Take My Breath Away" scene, but the well, younger. Well, on this show, yes. obviously, yeah, it's a reference to Top Gun. Right, but, but I thought, okay, mind, and you're, where your mind goes immediately is a classic you know, younger scene. I finished younger, and I am here for the ending, okay. guys. If you are a younger fan, as many of you I know are, because you've already sent me mm-hmm. DMs on our Instagram, I'm done with it. Let's rehash. I w- I saw a spoiler for it and was like, they're fucking this show up. And then I watched the whole last season. I'm, I liked it. Okay. I think they did what they needed to do. Why don't you say the ending so that Miki can hear it? <laughs> Miki, here's what happens at the end of Younger. They're all super old. They That's are, what t- they're all a hundred years old. They all died at the end. <laughs> uh, this show died ten years ago. It ended up that they were all ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, all right. As they are dancing to this uh, classical music version of Take My Breath Away, Will is pulling his jacket out of the pool. With like the pool strainer. Yep. Great juxtaposition right here. Again, this is like classic yeah. bachelorette shit right here. All right. Um, we get our one-on-one with Rodney. Mm-hmm. Rodney says he might not be the smartest guy or the most handsome, but he's got the biggest heart and the biggest smile. Same, buddy. Same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I empathize with a guy who's on a show like this and is like, I'm not the tallest or handsomest yeah. guy. No, I'm like, that's how I would feel if I were on this show. I've got the biggest mind. <laughs> She'll be attracted to my, my magnificent brain. My call sign is the professor. <laughs> oh, I think that was Har Harjeep or whatever his name. Pardeep. Pardeep. Yeah, sorry. that that is his name. Pardeep. Yeah. Oh, I you wanted. You really connected with yeah, Pardeep. Yeah, the fucking neuroscientist who made a synapses joke on oh, night one. God. Oh yeah, just call me Pardeep. <laughs> I want to hear. I have some neuroscience questions for you. Okay, they yeah. are doing a truth or dare challenge. First, they're doing a bunch of dares that are designed to get them out of their comfort zones. You might say out of a comfort zone and into the danger zone. <laughs> they didn't make that joke. Um, first, Michelle has to get blindfolded and eat food, but it's like pizza and french fries. Like there's not any bad right, food yeah. in there. I know. I was expecting it to be like... like why is that a challenge? Yeah, right. Like there was going to be a pig's foot or something. You something. know, like something. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I'm going to feed you good food. And she's like, mm, that's a french fry. Yeah, she does. Oh. She gets a great fucking line in though there's when she's like... She yeah. feeds her some pizza, and she's like, "Well, according to Rodney, this is lasagna." He's like, "You did boom, not. Michelle." That's a it's a yeah, great was, joke, a cute. great joke. No, Michelle has not had any missteps to me so far this it's a season. Bold, bold statement. But this, I mean, we're three episodes in. I so, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was. I mean, she. How else would you react to the Jamie situation? But the way she did, you know, obviously she kind of trusted him too much, but she has really. Oh, she I mean, is I feel really like Hannah Brown would have kept his ass around for four more episodes. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, and now that you say that, because like Claire cut that, her jerk, but she like lost her mind That's right. doing it. Like I feel right. like you, again, I mean, not to toot our own horns as teachers ourselves, but you really do see her like ability to stay calm yes. and not overreact to bullshit. I teach college students, so I don't have that ability. <laughs> I don't even have that ability with our own children. All I do is react to bullshit. <laughs> um, all right. They have to handcuff themselves together and find a mm-hmm. key. The key to the handcuffs. Yeah. I assume that the producers had like a spare key just in case this thing went totally awry. Probably. Yeah. And then um, you want to talk about the Go nudity ahead. dare? Okay. So. Then they are dared. One of you should strip completely naked. I mean, of course, it's going to be the dude. Um, and so Rodney strips naked and says, my mom's going to kill me, man. So he has to strip naked. And then Michelle has a, a megaphone that she mm-hmm. has to yell. This is our journey. Yeah. And through. he has to run up the uh, epic Titanic staircase and back down again. Meanwhile, Caitlin and Tasha are just sitting up there. Watching the whole thing unfold. Like a couple of giggling cats. Couple of pervs. <laughs> couple of real pervs. <laughs> peeping on Rodney. But so are the guys. Yeah, well, the guys, the guys come guys out. I too. mean, that was the whole megaphone point is get everyone's attention for uh, to see Rodney's ass. 
Then they move on to the night portion of the date, mm-hmm. and now it's time for a little bit of truth. Some big truth. Yeah. Not even a little bit of truth, some big truth. He tells her that his biggest fear in life is that he might pass away before he becomes a husband or a father. No. She says that her biggest fear is sharks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> her biggest fear Clowns. is... Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, driving behind an 18-wheeler and having some lumber fall off. <laughs> her biggest fear is that death will miss her and then stalk her throughout a series of films. So I had a boyfriend in college whose biggest fear was like being behind a lumber truck and that happening. And I uh-huh. feel like I never thought about that until he told me that. And now it's all I think about when that when, when I'm yeah. on well, the interstate. Isn't that from one of the uh, from death, what is Final, it, destination. Final Destination thing? Yeah. I've never seen one of those movies. Really? No, yeah. It, it was surprisingly scary. Like I remember going to see it when I was in high school and being like, this is going to be stupid. And then I got home and was like, that fucked me up. <laughs> those fucking logs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> falling <laughs> off that truck. Because there's a scene where death like comes out of the garbage disposal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Some, we should watch some of those. They're yeah. pretty good. It's a pretty good... I only saw the first one okay i mean wasn't there like seven or eight of them i feel like there were a lot death just cannot uh leave well enough alone michelle's biggest fear by the way is complacency yes but she says that that fear of complacency is also her downfall because she sometimes doesn't enjoy what's going on in the moment because she's always looking for the next best thing Mm -hmm. uh which we used to talk about in my comp class there's a term for that it's like the, what is it? I'm not going to be able to remember it. Okay, like uh, always looking ahead instead yeah, of being present, yeah, yeah, yeah. mindful. It's like the yeah, paradise dilemma. Or, oh, okay. Or, oh, it's like a psychological. Yeah, term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and so they, uh, Michelle says that Rodney's getting out of the old friend zone. Yeah, right, because that was kind of her big fear and also what some of the guys, particularly Mm -hmm. Malik, who's like laughing at the very idea that Rodney would come back with a rose. I know, yeah, quit being a jerk, Malik. Rodney wins Michelle over. He won me over, too. See, I think, again, this is classic Bachelorette stuff, a little romance, a little bit of the underdog shining on a date like this. no, I agree. They get in a rowboat. Rodney says, I'm just floating right now. He's in a boat. I get it. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. And then uh, he asks her the fa- her favorite part of the date. And I thought she was going to be like, when I saw your dick. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah. she actually says. When I saw that shit. <laughs> She actually says that how playful and fun he is. And then they talk about like being being biracial. Mm -hmm. She tells a story about being in a previous relationship, uh, going to the grocery store, having someone call her the N-word, and then going home and her partner basically made her justify her anger and made her feel like, you know, she wasn't allowed to own her feelings on it. And Mm -hmm. she said that that was like... Something that she'll never, you know, tolerate in a relationship. Right. No, she had a great line where she's like, if I have to explain that, I'm going to have to explain that the relationship won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Got it. Got it. I'm out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, Michelle says, 
I would absolutely love it if oh, you accept this boy. rose. That's fucking adorable. Mm, it is. It's like right. her saying criminy. Like uh, it's it's cute. Yeah, it's, right. I mean, and hey, I love a terrible pun. You do. So um, I have a. You. It's oh, it's the dad in me. Um, and then Rodney says, "I absolutely would." Oh, yeah. So sweet little situation. So Rodney, I mean, goes from an underdog to a front runner. What a dark horse. <laughs> I like it. I like this kind of a situation. Yeah, Cinderella yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a real Cinderella. <laughs> melt He's your heart. gone to number one seed. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, I don't need to tell you that one of us was very excited to see a poetry date <laughs> come on the board. Finally, poetry getting its due in American culture again. Uh, Rudy Francisco is on our group date this episode, and Chris G is losing his yeah, mind. Yeah, he's like, is that even before he gets introduced? You would think it was he's like, like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? He's less like that. Tom Cruise had actually come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, is that Rudy Francisco? He's the guy who got me into he spoken word poetry. Is like so fucking excited yeah. and that actually i thought was really cute it is really cute <laughs> yes because he like recognized him before he even got introduced which is a tough thing for a poet to be recognized by you, their appearance i can yeah. tell you like literally i feel like any of even like poets that i adore I have no idea what they look like. Right, I was going to say, like, would you recognize James Tate if he walked in the room or whatever? So that would be pretty amazing. Right. (laughs) That would be pretty amazing. Because he would be a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I have a funny prose poem. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you didn't go to UMass because we didn't let you in. You could have studied with me. (laughs) Oh, you applied to UMass? Uh, Yeah. And I didn't get in, and my college boyfriend that had that fear did get in, and he went. And he got smashed by a logging truck. <laughs> and then I broke up with him, so. Yeah, so take to, that. Go to UMass without me, motherfucker? Yeah, right. Go go, go study with James Tate. Did he study yeah, with James really, Tate? No, because he was, well, actually, so he was there for to get his master's in lit. Uh-huh. Um, but they do a thing. I mean, kind of like Purdue does, mm-hmm. which is where we went. Yeah, slumming it. Uh, hey, where you boiler can... up? Okay, boiler up. No, I will not. <laughs> I will not. Boiler I will up. boiler <laughs> up. I'm doing it right I now. Decline that invitation. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could take like classes outside of what you uh-huh. were studying. So I think he did take a poetry class asshole with james tate that's what you wanted to do and the girl that i worked on the literary journal with the year before Uh she got in so like she was already there and my poetry professor who was like just gave me like false hope and was basically because she had gone there and basically implied that like to have a letter of recommendation from her. Like all, but yeah, they're going to roll out the red carpet. Well, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but imagine a world. I know. I wouldn't have gone to Purdue. You wouldn't have met me. We wouldn't have this. The listener wouldn't be listening to this right now. It's the butterfly effect. (laughs) It's a real, there's a felicity season out there where you went to UMass. I'd be podcasting some like intellectual show (laughs) with my UMass husband. (laughs) What a world. What a world it would have been. Meanwhile, I would be single. (laughs) 
with a Batman podcast that was just me talking into the microphone. It's Mr. X. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. X. There's a happening. (laughs) Did you guys see the latest episode of The Flash? (laughs) Oh, what a world that would have been. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say even... Despite me being a poetry uh, professor, mm-hmm. I am not a big. Sp- I'm not not that I'm not a spoken word fan, but I'm not a huge like listener a or follower. Re- follower. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I did not know Rudy. Yeah. Rudy Francisco. Yeah, but I liked you're it, no though, Chris. And I like this date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. I nice. am no Chris. Mm-hmm. I like it. I wonder what what do you think they told the guys in terms of wardrobe? Because they were all looking very like studious sure i mean i think they told like them professor but make yeah it sexy <laughs> that's what i wear every day writer but make it fashion right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my whole closet um yeah i don't know but you're right they all i'm surprised i mean you know who would have fit right in on this date was brendan with his black turtlenecks fuck brendan <laughs> I got more followers. We know to that you follow have a green her. Ribbon. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Follow her. Never <laughs> let it drop. <laughs> Hack e sack. Don't ever let it drop. Oh boy, I would have just done oh, that. I think all that <laughs> that would have been great. The, yeah, I think the Michelle would have appreciated that. She said, "Be vulnerable," but you know, ironic reference to a twenty-year-old movie. I think I that's what say, she meant. She was probably born the year that she yeah, saw that came yeah, out. Yeah, probably. So we're old, but uh, he's all that just came out. So uh, is it out? It's out on Netflix. Oh. I heard it was not too good. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Not yeah. like the original. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. So they all have to write their own poem. Brandon says, diving into writing a whole poem makes me anxious and nervous. Uh, it's no big deal, buddy. Right. You uh, have students do that all the time. All the time. You're spitting out poems left and right. One of the things we talk about is how people are really intimidated by poetry. Capital P, poetry. Yes. Because they just don't, they think it's scary and that it has to be super smart and it doesn't. I was, Which we learned in this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's actually not that hard to write a poem. <laughs> yeah, I was very intimidated to write a poem in my creative writing class in undergrad. I think that that's a real uh, a real shame that people cuz like writing fiction is way harder. I I mean I always found it easier because I feel like you have the narrative to rely on whereas with poetry it's yeah, like you have to write like, like 20 pages. But not every word has to be good whereas well, I feel like well, it should be. Well, but I literally every word is not going to be great in a short story mm. whereas with a poem that's kind of the expectation, right? Every word has to be carefully chosen. Make it count. You yeah. know whose words are chosen? Brandon. Brandon, he yeah. He writes be a really money. good poetry. Yeah. A really good poem. Yeah. Don't give up on eternity. <laughs> it uh, had some, not only did it rhyme, but it had some very forced rhymes in it. Well, I do think that's one thing about spoken word is there's a lot of rhyming going mm-hmm. on in those poems. And I get it. 
Uh, I thought that all their stuff actually was really good. Right, that we heard, yeah, Romeo did a Romeo poem. Yeah, Malik had one that was like, broken homes, broken hearts, broken me. Broken me. I know. I thought some of them were really good, except for Jamie. Yes. No, Chris did a full-on, like, spoken word. I mean, I want, like, can we get a video of of the whole the whole thing for Chris yes because that guy was feeling himself oh yeah he was way into it I've seen that before at undergraduate <laughs> open mics I'm bringing that same kind of energy <laughs> um Michelle says that their personalities their thoughts and their life experiences all shine through their poetry I like how pro poetry this episode yeah I know is. finally yeah meanwhile Jamie tells us this rambling story some little girl getting lost in the woods is this bony legs (laughs) (laughs) wash girl i'm going to eat you he meets a witch that lives in a uh, house that stands on stands on chicken feet and she meets a cat a dog and a gate yes and the gate and the cat and the dog help her out uh one of the guys says that jamie's doing a weird ted talk good good line buddy yeah and it doesn't even like we don't even get to hear what the end of the story is, what it means, I'm what's going it. on. Hey, I saw you yawning earlier. It is ten forty-seven. I right did now. it when you this were talking. Pass. Well, I can't. You can't control when you yawn. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Michelle reads her poem too, which mm-hmm. I thought was actually one of the weaker ones, but it was mainly the way that she read it because she wasn't really performing it. Uh huh. Uh, but I did think she had a couple of good lines. Yeah, the, she was the girl picked last for prom, but the first for basketball. Yeah, good line. Yeah, it's about being the token black girl. It was more just like an essay than a poem, it seemed. Which I know that's for us is like splitting hairs about genre. And for her was like sharing this intensely yeah. emotional experience. So perhaps we can take our academic hats off. Yeah, Actually, this appears Uh-oh. to be more of an essay. It's time for Will to come in as an academic interventionist. <laughs> Make an academic intervention. I'm going to have to intervene here. <laughs> You're being too academic. <laughs> she also ends her poem, Sincerely, Michelle. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jamie says that he has the group date rose in the bag. Yeah. That Michelle is completely captivated with him. I would love to see stats. This is a Robin job of like, what is the percentage of men or women who say they have the rose in the bag who actually get it? My guess is low. This is a Robin part two. Okay. Not the OG Robin. No, just the second Robin. We have oh, two we Robins have the new the new Robin research, yeah, yeah, assistant. Yeah, that's why their checks are always getting screwed up. Well, I'll tell you what, the data in this episode would prove not a lot because yes. despite Jamie thinking that he has the group date rose in the bag, Brandon gets the rose again. Yeah, and says, "I'm smitten, fellas." I'd I'm like smitten. to see data on how many times someone gets a date rose back to back i want to see that too there's a it's lot of very, data i'd like to see I, it's not it that doesn't is, happen a lot that is a challenging accomplishment I feel like brandon's really uh breaking the mold yes he is yeah meanwhile jamie is so upset that he goes and bitches like, to the producer producer and is like we need to talk i'm competing yeah. with brandon for a woman's attention i just thought it would be a stronger group of guys yeah. what a dude right well i'm like what is he even doing like why are you ranting to the producer 
Like, you know that that's going to come back to haunt right, you. Right, right. Yeah. He and says, Michelle's in spring break mode. What does that even fucking mean? He's like, honestly, it's a little bit of a turnoff. I mean, I'm not going to judge it, but it doesn't mean I can't make fun of it. Thank right. God she cut him. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, she uh, sniffed that problem out right away. Yeah, so moving, speaking of sniffing that problem out, moving to the cocktail party. Casey says, when the pot gets stirred, the rat will get exposed. Now, this feels like a ratatouille reference. <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. All right, good. That's good. Yeah, all I'll right, give good. give you that. I, hey, anytime I get a genuine laugh I'll out give... of you, that's I'll all I that. live for. Uh, oh, God. That's all you live <laughs> that's for? That's it. That's all I want in this life is a genuine laugh out of you. When that's gone, I'm done. <laughs> What um, else I was bringing me life is Michelle's dresses this season. Correct. Yes. She is amazing. Yeah. No, she is bringing I it mean, with the dresses. I mean, when you say she hasn't had a misstep, it's everything. Yeah. Like, it's the looks. It's yes. the dress. Yeah. It's uh, the quiet attitude. Yeah. Meanwhile, Katie had some good dresses and a lot of wardrobe misfires. Fuck Katie. It seemed like. Yeah. And a lot of makeup misfires. Like, that's the thing is sometimes they'll like nail all right i'll offer a little bit of a critique okay i don't feel like she's nailing her date looks okay cocktail party amazing like the dates eh, it's fine i just don't feel like i feel like the athletic dates she's done really well at but like like she's wearing like old school khaki shorts and like a like dockers to this poetry day. I don't know. Okay. Well, but, and you want to wear something you're comfortable in for the dates. Well, sure. But you want to look yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, cocktail party, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 12 yeah. out of 10. Yes. Um, all right. Nate pulls her first and he says that he just wants to run away with her. And she mm. says, okay, let's run. She, they both like pina coladas. So they want to run away and escape. If I'm a bird, you're a bird. <laughs> what is that? From the notebook. I don't recall that. We'll put it in here. Okay. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. It wasn't over. Not for me. How about that? That's all part of it? Yeah. Well, that's part of the notebook. Yeah, right. I remember they kiss in the rain. Yeah. I remember. And they die together. Well, there's that um, scene at the end or at some point. Well, yeah, there's that scene at the end that I actually find pretty moving where like the woman with dementia like has that moment of clarity. Yeah. Where she like remembers everything and then like but it's gone again. Like it's actually a very uh like moving scene. I think that movie is really good and as we've talked about, you know, that's my cl- my claim to fame, my brush with fame. Sure, yeah. Was meeting Ryan Gosling in the Harris Teeter the in Harris Charleston Teeter, yeah. when he was filming that movie and nobody knew who he was mm-hmm. yet. But you did because you watched... Have I told this story on the podcast before? Let's hear it again. At least a million yeah. times. Yeah. I watched the Canadian teen teenage show Breaker High about a bunch of Canadian teens that went to school on a cruise ship. And Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock stood in front of me at the grocery line at the Harris Teeter. I like how you look interested in this, even Mm -hmm. though you've heard this story 500 times. They stood in front of me and everyone was so excited because Sandra Bullock was there, but he wasn't that big of a star yet. And I said to him, I used to watch your show Breaker High. And he said, you want to say it? Oh, you were the one. He said, you were our one viewer. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 what a heartbreaker. God, and then that guy. I went out to the parking lot and I called my friend Sarah and I was like, my hands are shaking. Oh, <laughs> you do love seeing a celebrity. I fucking love a yes, celebrity sighting. I yes, get you so do. excited. Oh, I don't know. Have I told the story in the pod before that I had a class with Eric Christian Olsen? <laughs> Have I told the story about eating Jonathan Taylor Thomas's salad? <laughs> no, that was my friend Kristoff that ate Jonathan Taylor Thomas's salad. I feel like that just sounds wrong. Oh, oh, it sounds real wrong, but that's part of the reason it's a good story. <laughs> oh, anyway, the notebook, yada, yada, yada. They run away and they, they I feel like I like Nate. Yeah. Some of these guys are growing on me yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely like a personality-driven crew, but yeah. that's good. Yeah. Rick bites the bullet and is yes. like, I'm going to confront her because she. he was like, I just don't feel right about the way things went down last week. There's a rat in the group. Like, she needs to know. Um, so basically, he's like, look, you made it sound like whoever talked to you said that all of the guys were questioning your character, and that was not at all the case. Yeah, no, this is one of the very few times that bringing up the drama in the house paid off. It goes great. Yeah. she's like, well, it was fucking Jamie. Yeah. No, she he like figures it out. He's like a fucking detective cracking the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then he goes back. Oh, he's a Mosby boy. Yeah. <laughs> Mosby boy! He goes back and talks to what Nate and who else? Mm, mm, I don't know who else okay. it was. I want to say maybe Martin. Yeah, Nate and one other person. And um, they start talking about it. And then they say, like, well, we need to get Jamie up here. And so they call Jamie up. And uh, just a long scene of bullshit. Yeah, no, like, total I was like, I can't bullshit. even summarize what he's saying here because I don't know. Right. He was like, my comment to Michelle. Well, it wasn't necessarily my comment to Michelle. And then he's like, there's been conversation going on the entire day throughout the house. And Nate's like, when did that happen? And he's like, you guys need to think about what the viewers are going to right. see. Way and to break the fourth which wall. Nate says, fuck the viewers. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm okay with that. I'm <laughs> Me okay too. It was it. actually the right thing to say. Rarely has someone specifically said, fuck me as a viewer. <laughs> and I've been like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, Jamie's like, what if someone sees an episode? And Nate's like, why are we talking about episodes? And yeah, I mean, it's just like, and Jamie's like, no, I was actually in my room. I didn't hear any of these conversations. It's just total bullshit, total like evasiveness. And the guys immediately figured this out. And finally, it comes to a head. Uh, Michelle walks into the room. All the guys are kind of like arguing about it. And she walks in and she's like, what's going on here? Right. It's kind of an full awkward on, vibe. Yes. on teacher mode. Yes. Who I put these it. handprints on the wall? Anybody yeah. want to tell me who uh, <laughs> who put soap in the fish tank? <laughs> uh, the guys all look terrified, yes. too. No, she is. <laughs> she commands She's a, a healthy respect. Yes. Yes. I and then, it. yeah, she sort of puts you in that feeling of like your teacher is mad at you. Um, and basically she does. She pulls Jamie into the principal's office and she says... You turned that discussion into a rumor that was about me. Like, you created right. it. yes. Because he comes up with some, like, weird monster Yeah, metaphor. he's like, if that were me, I would want to cut the head off this monster. What it's like, weirdo. but you you made the monster. 
It was you. Um, she says, I'm hurt by you right now. I don't trust you, and I need to walk you out yeah. tonight. Yeah, Boom. send him home. See, this is how it's done at future bachelors and bachelorettes. Correct. Get him out of there. Send him home. to go. Yeah. So she cancels the rest of the cocktail party again. Go straight to the rose ceremony. One of the guys says, no more parables, no more lies. Let's just go. <laughs> the TED Talk is over. Yep. Yeah. So the gentlemen who do get roses, Joe, Rick, Leroy, Nate, Casey, Chris G, Clayton, Olu, Romeo, Will... Gets the final rose. The pizza and you preneur is the gone. other Chris as well. Chris oh, G two Chris's. Sorry, and yeah, little little Chris. Oh, okay, somehow Lil I got Chris. the two Chris's uh, combined. Poet there. Chris and Lil Chris. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, Peter is gone again. She slayed two dragons in this episode and made it look like nothing. Milady is a dragon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Call her the mother of dragons. <laughs> Dracaris. <laughs> uh, bef- are we wrapping it up? We're wrapping it up. I'd I think like, we have a special treat. I'd like to give a special shout out to our listener Jake, who has provided us with our end song. Uh, guys, please enjoy Connor the Cat's new song, "Die Alone." <sighs> This could be my year Knowing what I know I've seen how this goes It won't take too much to prove me This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.